0: Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time.
1: Hello, welcome all-time crime gals. This is Melissa here with my friend, Shannon. Welcome back. And what's coming up is Valentine's Day. Yes. Which in my world, it's just another day. It is. People got to work. Me too. <laughs> we've, ne- we've never really been big on Valentine's Day. I get to get to the dentist. Oh, yes. that's exciting.
0: And get a crown. <laughs> so I get crowns. <laughs> you bring a crown. Yes. You Not crown. really, ha- you know, but that's okay. <laughs> but, so yeah, Valentine's Day is, I
1: don't know, It's a happy Valentine's Day. To that's right. Around. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, we'll actually have two Valentine's Day stories this week and next week will be around Valentine's Day because it is a very popular day for crimes of passion and just murder in general, apparently. Yes. So instead of love, we're gonna talk about murder. Well, he loved or crime. He loved her to death. Oh. Um <laughs> So we're gonna talk about Susan Hamilton. So Susan was married to the love of her life, Mr. John Baxter Hamilton. And both of them, this was their second marriage. And they seemed inseparable and much in love. They both had two kids from okay. a previous marriage. Now they're, they're blended in. Their kids got along. Everything was a good fit. Um, they had been married for 14 years, and they took, like, exotic vacations. They had this big, beautiful, massive home. You know, John showered her with gifts all the time, bought her a Porsche on their wedding day. A Porsche. A Porsche. Um, you know, everything just seemed too good to be true. And sometimes when that happens, it's really not. And so the fairy tale starts to unravel. And So it, does that mean because we don't have big Valentine's no. Days, we're, <laughs> we're happily married? We're happily married. What? It was Valentine's Day? No, yeah. No, we are happily um, married. <laughs> not together. Or happily. Happily. <sighs>
0: Like, we have a lot of things
1: happen.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so (laughs) they were supposedly happily married, so let's find out more.
1: Yep, so their fairy tale starts to unravel, and it comes crashing down in February of 2001. And a Valentine's Day greeting card and a tiny speck of blood were the only clues as to what really happened. So John was a very successful um, OBGYN in Oklahoma City. So that's why he had the big old nice house and the okay. fancy cars and could afford to take the exotic vacations. And then he also had his own clinic. So he only worked in a practice and then he had his own clinic. Huh. Okay. Well, but, and Susan ran it. She was in charge of that separate clinic. So she did like the administrative and all the financial. And she really ran the relationship. They said she had the pants in that. In that. Oh, okay. Retrospect. She wore the pants. Yep. Um, but the second clinic that he ran was an abortion clinic uh, so there was I a was lot I was to yeah and they were out. in okay. oklahoma so you're in the conservative territory okay. so that did not really sit well with, a lot, with a lot of people um so they were always getting you know protesters outside the doors you know death threats and gotcha. hate mail and posters and um all kinds of like. so he in some retrospects was not a well well-liked liked. <laughs> doctor but he you know within their circle he was liked and respected and everybody thought the world of him but on valentine's day 2001 dr hamilton was in surgery that morning so he leaves the house early and he goes to surgery and then he finished the first surgery and he goes home he wanted to give susan some flowers and her gift her valentine's day card and when he got there the back door of the house was open okay Um, This is where it kind of contradicts itself, because i watched two different, um, I've listened to a podcast and watched a show about it from Medical Forensic Files and Dateline. And so, he had two surgeries scheduled. And so, he did go home in between two surgeries, but after his second surgery was done is when he goes home and finds what he finds, if that makes sense. It will at the end. All right. (laughs) So, the story, when he gets back to his house. To give his wife her Valentine's Day present. In between surgeries? No. No, the after. But the back door was open. Okay. And so he goes inside, he makes his way upstairs, and he finds Susan. Susan is unconscious, laying on the bathroom floor. Okay. He places a 911 call. And being a doctor, he states that he's going to begin giving CPR. Okay. Again, being a doctor, you think he would... Know how to do that. Right. Do it the right way. But you listen to the 911 call, and this dude just doesn't... It's very weird. I'll explain that in a little bit. Okay. Ooh, I'm on the edge of my seat. (laughs) I haven't read this, so I'm enjoying it. Go ahead. So, the working theory is, you know, they have to assume that maybe she was, like, somebody gained an injury, came across her, you know, she surprised them, and they took care of her, like robbery gone wrong, and then they're out the back door. Or it could have been somebody maybe from his clinic. Yes, that's a second theory. Oh, that's Sorry. So no neighbors saw or heard anything. This was like in the morning time. She was fine at 7 o'clock when he left. Um, You know, it's the area of Oklahoma City. The houses are bigger. There's nicer things. It's an affluent area like Think Country Club. Yeah. So, you know, there's better jewelry. There's better knickknacks. So then they were maybe thinking someone came in to rob. Got it. Um, And then surprise Susan. And then their second theory was that she was targeted by anti-abortion protesters. Okay. <laughs> so, John occasionally, you know, performed these at this clinic, and Susan was in charge of running it. They've targeted the clinic before. It was almost set on fire. You know, there was wanted posters of him floating around the town, like, one dead or alive, or treasures in heaven who could kill this person. Like, it was really bad. And so, that was an obvious, obvious venture they had to check out. And there was even a clu- a group that had applied for a permit to protest at his residence that the week of the murder. Oh, okay. So, like, people were planning to be out there at his house with signs and and all that stuff. Okay. And so, police station. You know, he's going over the events. It's obvious he was grieving. Like, you look at the video. It's weird. He starts like banging his hands on the table. He's like banging his head. He's just saying, "Please, please, please, please!" Over and over and over again, very dramatically. It's it's really hard to watch because one you don't know if he's being genuine and two you see so many we we see so many of these things you're like yeah, yeah are you really or are you pretending right so it was a little strange so there's no sign of a break-in um no sign of sexual assault but she did have some neckties that were around her neck from his closet she had been strangled but that was not her cause of death Okay. So after that her either her head was picked up and like bashed in repeatedly on the tile floor or she was hit with a blunt object on her head. They never found like a murder weapon. But um basically she was blunt forced to the trauma to the head, loss of blood. Her she was beat so bad her like you could see her brains. Oh man. That's... Which is which is extensive. Yeah, that's like anger. And and, and walking into that, trying to do CPR would be yeah. pointless because you would know at that point. Yeah. That's true. But anyway,
0: that on this call, horrible. he stated he was
1: doing CPR. Wow. Let's see.
0: That would be so bad, though. I mean, somebody did that. That was anger. Yeah, just being the brain. That's overkill. Yeah. So that's overkill.
1: There was no reason for that type of um, It's a crime of passion. It was Valentine's Day. Hmm. But, so they're going through the house trying to find any clue that they could think of about what had happened while, you know, they were following the the permit for the protest. So inside the house, they find a Valentine's Day card that's left on the counter, and it was from John to Susan. And inside, it had a message you want to read the message i would love to read the message and this is quoted yeah this is quote this was was written in the card.
0: we are important loving caring people together my life would be incomplete without you i love
1: you john so this was from him to her this was okay okay so upstairs they found the card that susan had purchased for john Okay. And it sounds like something I would do. (laughs) So, you know those cards that are all, like, big and cheesy, and they're for my husband or for my wife, and they have, like, all this stuff on Okay, so she bought one of those cards, which are more expensive. Yeah. And on the front, it has, like, for my husband. And then it had, like, this little passage at the bottom. And it doesn't, I don't, no matter what the rest of it said, but it started off with, I love being your wife. So next to that. In a pen, she draws a line that says uh, right above "I love being your wife," and she draws a line and she writes, "Obviously, I bought this before last Monday."
0: Oh <laughs> wow! Oh my goodness! So on the front of the card, so yeah.
1: that's on the front of the card. So then, okay. so then you open the card so up. Obviously, right? I
0: bought this last before
1: last Monday. Okay, and then it says another little mushy line that all cards have that little inside piece. But underneath that, what she writes in her handwriting—I want you to read that.
0: I bought my cards two weeks ago, so I guess maybe they don't seem as appropriate now. But I do love you. Have a good day, Susan. Oh, wow!
1: (laughs) Have a good day. (laughs) Sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm late now, but have a great day. Because
0: I went like just even his to me was just cold. Because even though it says we are important, I, it doesn't saying? even sound like no, it doesn't sound loving. Mm-mm. We are important, loving, caring people together. My life would be incomplete without you.
1: I love you, John.
0: That just doesn't even sound romantic. For one of, that it's one
1: of those you and me life. are together. If we're not together, then there's yeah. no point.
0: Yeah, that's which is what it we're like. getting to, obviously. We are important. I've never heard that.
1: Anyway, we are important <laughs> together. Like you're important to me. Yeah, you're important to me. Not we are important together. Together. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So okay. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what. So turns that out. so they have those two cars. That obviously something had happened last Monday, that has triggered these. Emotion, yeah this event and she just want him
0: to have a good day i don't yeah, want to have be a with good you. day i do love you but i don't want to be with you so you have a good day. i mean like
1: i get that like you know mad at you right now back away yeah. you know give me you know, give me a minute but yeah she wrote it on the valentine's day card so, so that could have been what that could have been a stressor that like yeah. came over the
0: edge so what happened on that last monday i want to know yep.
1: everyone is wondering So what the heck happened last monday so police asked the only person they could which is dr hamilton mm-hmm. and he said they had a fight about money who doesn't? Who's married at some point? Let's just be honest.
0: I don't think. Yeah, that that doesn't sound like. That's that's that too, that's too generic
1: to, yeah. to cause this, this event. Uh-huh. And so you know, of course, there was more to that than just that statement. So, and it often is. So there's a rumor going around because you're in a small town. You're in the South. People talk. Now you got stuff can't going on. Hide things, can't but for so can't long. do it. Okay. So there's a rumor going around that the doctor was having an affair. Oh wow! So that if that be- wasn't juicy enough for people to talk about, it was presumed to be one of his patients. And she was a topless dancer. Ah,
0: so now you have like so what, the what
1: trifecta is, of Southern gossip that's going yeah. like rampant what around. Which clinic she was at? The OBGYN <laughs> and the other one. Okay. So, but Susan had found the phone bill. So remember, Susan wears the pants. She goes through everything. So she had looked at the phone bill and she had it had showed it up there and she had written, she had circled dates and like grouped them together and put what city they were in and it's, like she was figuring stuff out. And he had like sixty calls in one phone. Phone bill was like what a month. 60 calls to this particular number and so she confronted them about it and this is back when you got your statement in the mail yeah
0: 2001 you got your statement in the mail <laughs> you looked at it and you and it cost you money because it actually you know if you called long distance cell phones weren't unlimited
1: yeah. by then how old were you 10 oh, no no uh, I, well i remember okay. when when what year 2001 i graduated in 2002 i was a little older than oh she's a little older okay but <laughs> so
0: but you know you I, I remember getting the bill and i would look on it because sometimes there'd be a charge for like 20 bucks
1: oh i remember having to tell my friends like what was minutes for free after six or something yeah. or after nine yeah. like call me
0: after nine o'clock yeah I, and i i know <laughs> one time back in 2004 i think no four my father-in-law actually unfortunately he passed and we got the phone bill from where Wes had, my husband had gone to the hospital. Well, it was $600-some dollars for that phone bill. Oh, my goodness. Yes, because you paid for, like, every minute. Yeah, that was unlimited. before data. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I remember going through phone bills and looking to see, did we make this phone call? When did you make this phone call? Because that's, like, when you pay for every call. So yeah. that's probably... I hope you can. Maybe if we went back to
1: that, these kids will get off their phones. They would get
0: <laughs> off their phones. And, but you don't remember that 2001 was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And just, you had to do that because you were paying phone bills that were over a hundred and some dollars, not because you bought an iPhone that cost $1,200, yeah. but because you made a phone call for five minutes, that cost 20. Yeah, so um, I guess that was probably where she was adding it all up. Just to put some
1: reference behind it. Cause most people don't, look at their phone bills anymore they just pay it yeah because you know they're paperless you just get a yeah. email notification or text your bill is due and you just pay it so when you said that she was lining up where the phone bills and yep, you know but, where you called from and that kind of thing but and so dr hamilton he had visited this club and he had gotten a lap dance from this particular lady on more than one occasion and she was a patient but he denied their relationship was anything more, and so did she.
0: Okay, so, so I have another question. Why are you going yeah, to these know, places if you other, love your wife? Yeah, That's a whole other
1: Respect gone. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but there was no relationship. The the patient dancer. I don't know her name, but she she believes that he was probably trying to work up the courage to ask her out. But they never actually went. So out. she never. They never. No, did, no, okay. no. But Susan's perspective and. That's enough anyway. I'm sorry. You're getting light dances from some other woman. Yeah. You're cheating. That's called cheating. Not if I'm the love of your life. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what happened? That, well, yeah, that was one incident. I don't know if that's what they were fighting about or not. Okay. Um. So, one week later, that was what happened two weeks ago. Okay. Remember, she, she said, obviously, okay. I bought my cards two weeks ago. Yes. Okay. So, that's what happened. So, she found that's, out on That's that. the end. Okay. So, one week later... So, this is one week before the murder. Okay. That that we're two weeks out, so now we're one week out. Okay. Susan makes John type up a formal letter and send it to the dancer, breaking off his doctor-patient relationship. Like, dropping her as a patient. Okay. He said she was going through mental problems and he was trying to help her with all those phone calls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, anyway, that was his story. Yeah. But she makes him send a letter and cuts off the dr patient he was sticking to it he was
0: sticking to it by letting her dance around
1: him yep (sighs) so then the media starts pointing fingers at john obviously because it's looking it's not looking good good. Um, the nine-one-one call gets released and gone over and over again so the report um you know tv's run it and it's just weird so especially taking into consideration that he's a the caller is a doctor so, the news station finds it weird. They send the clip to someone who specializes in computer voice stress analysis. Okay. So, there were micro-tremors in his voice. That kind of reminds me of, like, to Me with the, the way they read yes. the face. So this, this is like they're analyzing the voice. Okay. Um, and they basically said that it was rehearsed. It seemed rehearsed. Okay. Without knowing for sure, it seemed rehearsed. Right. And the EMTs said stuff was off when they got there like if he had been doing cpr when they arrived he was trying to do cpr but they said he had one hand on her chest and the other hand like on her stomach and that's not how you're supposed to do it you're supposed to interlock your hands and do them in the middle there was blood everywhere she was covered in blood so if he had tried to do mouth to mouth then he would have blood on his face and he didn't yeah so it was no, i don't his, think the was story doing CPR. wasn't adding up right and so it's just wasn't looking good for him But he had alibi, he was in surgery. He's a doctor. He has to be in the hospital. Right. So this is where where those two stories are gonna come in. So we're gonna find out exactly how the timeline of his day went and how tight it was. Okay. And how he thought he was gonna get away with what happened in just a minute. Okay, so now we're going to talk about exactly what happened that day and how they knew what happened that day, if that makes sense. And his timeline. His timeline. Because we had left it at, he was in surgery. Yes, so, stay with me. So okay. he's, he's got an alibi. So he had surgery with several people at the time of the murder. So he's in this room with his nurses and OR staff and, you know, everybody, you can't disappear when you're the surgeon. So yeah. he has to be there. So he's at surgery number one. Then he has a short window of a break between surgery number two two okay so he goes home so this is when they think it happened okay they think maybe he tried to make up and then maybe the they got the cards and he noticed the car was snippy and then they got in an argument right and you know crown of passion rage overkill happened and then he got a page that he was late for surgery number two because the lady was already under anesthesia and the surgeon was not there so the hospital was calling him to come back Okay. So then he rushes back and he's in surgery number two. He finishes up surgery number two and then goes back home. And that's when he found everything and called 911. Okay. So it's all within a matter of like 40 minutes. They live five to 10 minutes from the hospital. So it was a really quick drive. So unfortunately I've had experience with surgeries
0: and you always see your doctor. Mm So I wonder if that person's like, am I going to see
1: my doctor? And they said. Well, he's not here
0: right now because it's you well. Know. She was
1: already under and prepped and under, so I guess they had already did that. And then maybe he his left or his, to, his story was that he was told the surgery ahead of his second one was running thirty minutes behind, so he thought he had an extra thirty minutes, which was giving him enough time to run home. So maybe he and, already talked to her, like maybe, knew. maybe. Okay, but um, but either way, it was going down, and he wasn't there. They were paging him to come back, so he had to leave in a hurry. Okay. So what they determined was they called in experts to talk about blood splatter, okay. and we hear that a lot. Yes. Some people think it's a dope science or it's just not accurate. And either way, both sides once they arrest him and he goes to trial, prosecution has a blood splatter expert, so does the defense. Okay. So they like going over everything. He had blood all over his shirt. He had it around his collar. He had it down at the bottom. He had it on the sleeves because he was.
0: Doing with, which it was
1: expected yeah if you go to a crime scene like he may have picked her up you he may have given her a hug you got a loved one that he's trying i mean yeah. it's obvious his her blood was going to be on him
0: That's regardless right.
1: okay but did her blood really need to be in his car on his steering wheel and on his seat so the only he way that would have happened is if he had left, left after after the fact and came back now his response to that was he wanted the EMTs to be able to have access, and his car was blocking the entrance. So he went out to move his vehicle, which he was unsuccess- unsuccessful. But at the same time, you're talking about someone who obviously was beyond CPR. Being a doctor, he yeah. should have known that. Yeah. And even he said, like, in his in the subconscious back of his mind, he knew she was already gone, but maybe there was still hope. And I know you don't think rationally when you're in a traumatic but what, experience so but, but we, it just doesn't make any sense but i
0: thought she wasn't pronounced dead because he was still doing cpr when they got there
1: that's what the emt had saw and he said he was doing CPR. remember he didn't have any blood on his face where he had but that would discount his going to move the car because why would you stop cpr to you, go don't the stop, car? you don't stop cpr yeah so it doesn't it doesn't make any sense no. And so he also oh, had. Hang on, honey. I'm sorry. I gotta get. Go yeah, I'm car. gonna go move the car. Just, just try to breathe for the next ten minutes, yeah. and I'll be back.
0: Yeah. Um, and if it was a big house, he had to go downstairs.
1: <laughs> oh my word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that just that just did not make sense. And the they yeah. couldn't find out a murder weapon, but the maid, okay. recognized there was this big marble. I told you knickknacks and nicer yeah. house, the statue thing. That was missing from the bathroom. Okay. So they believe that was the murder weapon that he did the bastard. They could never find it. So they never found it. Huh. So, so when he got in his
0: car to go move for the EMS, maybe he
1: took that somewhere. <laughs> well, see, the thing is so when he comes home between surgeries, that happens, and then he has to leave quickly because he's being paged because he's getting ready to go on a surgery again. So they think he took the murder weapon, wrapped it up in some clothes, a bag, or something, and he left. And that's how blood droplets got in his car. And he obviously had it on his hands. That's how they got on the steering wheel. And so then he goes, dumps it in a dumpster. So whatever he did with that, they couldn't find that. But when he goes to the hospital, he immediately scrubs down for surgery. And when he scrubs down, he's cleaning all the blood off of yeah. him anyway. And now he's in scrubs. But the thing that he stayed in was his shoes. Because <gasps> they had boot covers. Ah. Like footy covers, he still has to wear his shoes. Okay. And on the shoes were drops of blood. Okay. And all the blood that was on his clothes his shoes, his car, everything was Susan's blood. They found hair, like a piece of flesh, in the, in the car. Like, none did of anybody
0: at th- the hospital see his shoes
1: with blood or anything? I mean, it was like you could bit. you could not barely see it, and it was okay. like the same color. They were like, not uh, red, gotcha. but yeah, it was very very hard, like to burgundy or something. Okay. Um. So they determined that the spatter on his shoes was due to a medium velocity impact likely resulting of a beating. Okay. So as and and to get that on him, he had to be somewhere standing around what was happening at the time it was happening. Yeah. So he was in close proximity when blood was splashed from the victim during an attack. And so what really got him was at the trial the defense blood spatter analyst was on the stand, and the prosecution asked him, was there anything that we've missed? And he could have lied, because he's on the defense side, and said, you know, no, but he said yes. Because he found blood splatter that no report had mentioned. And it was on the inside of his shirt cuff. Wow. And if you've got a dress shirt that's got a button here, the only way the blood would have got inside is if it was being splashed
0: wow on the inside as
1: he was raising his hand and beating i'm surprised
0: he didn't make that known to the defense attorney and they cancel him altogether.
1: well he said in, a, in an interview that i mean even if it was against his client that's what he was asked and that's what the facts the were yeah so obviously that's nice um, to know that there's still people doing the truth yeah the truth always prevails So, and and during the trial, it was discovered that, remember, he said they had to fight about money. Yeah. John had been sending checks to one of his children from his previous marriage, like helping them out. And Um, I don't know how much, but when you're doing it on the sly and she's in charge of the books and stuff ain't right, right, and then you're making these weird phone calls, so she had some reason to be doubtful about what was going on. And it was rumored that she probably was going to ask for a divorce, and then that's hold the card. If I can't have you, no one can have yeah. you. Kind of like he loved her. He really did, but he loved her to death. Yeah. Um, wow. So, like a crime of passion.
0: How interesting. Yeah. And um, and she probably wouldn't have even tried to leave him over the money, hopefully. I mean, you don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm not in that situation. I'm not sure. But um, definitely the finding out about the other lady, that was probably. But especially probably if all you're all having- that. And then that
1: was the nail that finally Yeah. It. Well, we are um, we all tend to spend more than we have sometimes, even if as the bracket goes up. So, I don't know how much she was sliding away. Yeah. But maybe it was causing some issues and That's stuff true. was getting hard to pay for and it shouldn't be in their position, yeah. so she was wondering. And then that snarky little note she put on the card, which was really, sounds like something I would do. <laughs> um, <laughs> have a good day. Yeah, have a good day. <laughs> uh. Wow. But that's
0: the story. Of so, haven't, haven't, did just, you see anything about
1: the jurors or anybody, was it unanimous pretty much? I, they didn't say if it was close. I'm, I'm assuming it was probably yeah. done for once the, I mean, you can't argue with, with that. Inside the I sleeve. don't care how you want to say if you left to try to move your car yeah. and come back. You've got it inside your sleeve. Yeah. You can't do that unless you unbutton and unravel and then, you know, take a dropper. And, and that would just be stupid. So, I so just, mm. this Valentine's Day story. Yeah so he was sentenced to prison for life without parole obviously um so
0: that is a story about john yep that's where
1: he is now
0: john hamilton well cool or not so cool sad for his wife it is sad and her children so murder is never a great thing any crime for that matter so, well, thank y'all for joining us this
1: week. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah. I, I wasn't in on this one, no So, I appreciate you telling this story. Yes, and next week. I did not mean for it to coincide with, I think Dateline did this one this week, too, which I did not know about. It just happens to be a coincidence because there's uh, lots of Valentine's Day murders out there.
0: So, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. That's just how that rolls sometimes. So, so
1: And next week, since we're still in the um span of valentine's day we'll have a week of tour. love
0: are we in the week of love, week Melissa? Of love. We should be in the year of love we've had a rough
1: years. so it we should have. just be the year of love the year of love i think it's the what chinese year of the tiger but we're calling it the year of love the i'm going love. with that Let's go. <laughs> i think that's a great idea
0: and you can love everyone you're with around you and so we hope you have an awesome valentine's day which is just in a few days
1: yes and be sure you can follow us on spotify Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. You can share us with your friends, rate us, and we'll be back next week. So just remember, if you do the crime, it's going to catch up with you in time. And we'll talk about it.